test, test. I'm talking. This is a test. Alright. I see it moving. Close yours. So can I I wanna know if I can close this window and still talk. So yeah, I can on mine. Try yours. Yeah, hold on. I am. So it's at 13, 14, 15, and I keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Just hit the screen so you can still come up or something. Keep talking. Yeah, it's still going. Alright. Alright, let's see how this goes. Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK. takes to be a successfully married man i imagine communicating your whereabouts nah you leave a little bit of a mystery so she went out one time to go to some park slope she left at seven said she would be back by 7 30 got back at like nine with alcohol on her bro so, yeah it's you can't keep people on the and you wasn't like what was your woman nah, nah. Hey, i'll no, uh, return a favor and do, do the same thing Oh, that Wu Tang documentary, though. Very good. Dude, I felt like I, I cried, almost cried at one point mm-hmm. when um, Ghost might have been talking about ODB or something, or mm-hmm. um, Ghost was crying. There were some other parts that was just real, man. And I think the thing, we were just talking about this, like how people get so hyped about shit, but when you go behind the scenes, it's like people get hyped about red carpets, and it's just like a fucking mm-hmm. piece of sidewalk with a shitty carpet on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are just some regular ass dudes. They are. They are like they are not how like you could tell like even in the early videos, meth was different. And that's why he's like an actor or whatever. Yeah. Like he's mad thoughtful. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting when he went to see his old boss and said it was the best job he ever had. Did you see how he kinda like it'd be like meeting uh your your grandmother's friend? Yeah, you saw his voice change. And, very like brought himself down he was like yes sir yes yeah, sir yeah, yeah. i was like yo he was like humble he was like where you living he's like same place he's like same place he's like nah a little nicer also i gotta give it up man i know i always used to hate on you god you god is like he came across really human he did and he like did. actually like the most regular everyday dude yeah, yeah yeah um the shit about his son was fucking heartbreaking i remember dude. when they announced that and i remember that story and never knew what happened to him and then I didn't know he was writing that book that he yeah. was doing the audio for. Um, that scene with the lady who came out of the... Uh, yeah, that was the project. Yeah. yeah, you guys are just like a good dude. I know, so my You Got story was back when I was in, in Providence working in radio. Mm-hmm. And I had to get some drop from Wu-Tang after the show. Mm-hmm. And they were more excited to go to the after party with the groupies. <laughs> you guy came up and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do a drop for you. And yeah. I was like... Really? Yeah. I was like mad upset. I was like, I was trying to get everybody else. I think I got Genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have got Capadonna. Mm-hmm. But then you got, I'm like, really? I can't get meth? I got you got? <laughs> but if you think about it, that's you got. The yeah, one the one that would see, like, yo, you're here waiting for us. Yeah, yeah. And all my, my boys are being assholes, and I'm going to give you this drop. And I was like, no, unappreciative. But then seeing his personality, I was like, nah, he's a good dude. Definitely. Definitely. 
They all seem cool. Yeah. Um, Master Killer seemed like. Master Killer didn't know he was related to Marvin Gaye Marvin and Gaye. Nat Turner, which is crazy. I didn't know that Raekwon's favorite movie was Grease. Did you catch that? I know. I hate on um, Miss J about watching that every time. So up a little bit. I like. Um, I mean, Ghost has always been real about his family. He wrote a fucking song about it, but that's how real that was. Got the any album. Let me something else about that. Um, yeah, that um, I felt really, I don't know why, but I felt really proud. I did too. Watching that because like these dudes really, really came from nothing. Yeah. Like RZA could have easily cut that case, and we would have never had Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also good, like. You show like the whole five percent of thing. Oh, that's the thing. Didn't so the scene with ODB's wife, where she was like, he used made to him lock go in the, me bathroom. In the bathroom and made me. But then she started crying. She started after crying. That. Yeah, and I was like, damn. Also, the ODB shit was just fucking heartbreaking, man. Yeah. He's just like this like good dude, but has obviously mental health issues. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about his mom's though? She felt like a little bit when he signed with Rock and Rockefeller and everything. Well, that's the thing. Um, <clears throat> I think it was crazy that, first of all, the insane record deal that they had. Um, also, the fact that they had the tightest knit, they had the best plan, and then they still fell prey to the music industry. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people were like, why am I not getting my full amount of money? And even if you know it's going to your brother, as opposed to some random dude who's not a part of your family, yeah. it's still the ego that came in. But if you think about it, and I hate to, because I, I was conflicted about it, because if that were me, would I feel pissed off that RZA's making 50%? But also, like, I would be nothing without RZA. Exactly. Like, RZA exactly. literally, he had the whole vision. And they always admit that. And he they was always like, he literally that. just pulled us off the street yeah. and said, yo, come to my crib and record. Mm-hmm. And RZA is like, it was it he protected them so they could have a career and he took a cut yeah um but then divine like that shit like i was conflicted about him because in some ways he was just like a ruthless businessman um and everything he said was right but i could see how people are just like well at least rizzo's giving us beats <laughs> like what are you doing but he was guiding rizzo essentially so i get i get it but again would you rather it be that guy yeah. or some other random person doesn't give a shit about it. Because you would have never got your solo deal exactly if RZA didn't set it up that yeah. way in the first place. Yeah. So I think um, who knows what would have happened if they did not have that falling out. Yeah. But it was cool to see them show the fallout and then show what happened after the fallout yeah. so is a resolution. Because a couple of documentaries they did before, we never really had that. Yeah. But yeah, documentaries where it was half-sided, lopsided, you didn't really get the full story. And like they could all sit in the same place and talk shit about it. Yeah. And then like move on. Yeah. When they were talking about the the album, the million dollar album. Oh, with Silver Rings. Yeah. Which I still. And like they all laughed. And RZA just sat there quiet. Right? He did. He did. But the fact that they could even do that, like the ego didn't seem like it was there yeah. at that point. So that I was... really respect it, man. Like, because of all of them, you could argue Method Man has been the most successful, mm-hmm. um, the most Hollywood, literally and figuratively. But just in that dynamic, he was just like another brother. You know, he's just like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. It was cool to uh, see him still practicing his lines and trying to impress them at the beginning. That was fun to see. Yeah. I I remember seeing um, uh, some shit where like, RZA was talking about, not RZA, um, 
Matt was talking about how he, uh, for that show, The Deuce, he was on with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who lives somewhere down here, by the way. Really? Yeah. Cool. Matt's got a little crush on her. She, <laughs> uh, secretary. Secretary. Yeah. Good movie. Um, <laughs> but he was like, yeah, you know, Maggie came through and helped me with my lines. Like, he was just this humble dude, you know? Um, also, I felt really bad for mathematics. Who drew the Wu Tang logo and got paid four hundred dollars? Yeah, and doesn't have any rights to it. So he's the DJ. Yeah. So I feel like they might have kicked him something. He's the tour DJ. Yeah. They kicked, what they kicked him was he gets to go on tour. Yeah, but um, that's for salary. So if it was hard cut business like that, then I could get why people were pissed. If it's like, okay, you got that four hundred, that was part of the deal, you signed it over. But if we're cool and you hit me with four hundred and then you're like tossing me with more money, I don't know what they did behind the scenes, but um. But yeah, I mean, that's the lesson is yeah. when you have intellectual property rights, hold on to that. But at that point, I know you're, you're just drawing like, in a notebook. That's just your dude. Permanent marker. And I love how Rizzo was like, that was half my rent money. Yeah. He was like, I didn't even have it. He was dedicated. He took that leap. Yeah. And it paid off. I wish we could see another super group. Um, what's the group that came after them? Like Wolfgang or like even with them they ended up breaking up because they felt like up. people weren't carrying their uh their weight but I feel like for this generation they spawned a lot of this Earl Sweatshirt mm-hmm. the internet yeah. um that's true that's true uh, uh Domo Genesis mm-hmm. uh, you could argue uh Frank Ocean kind of he still claims it yeah he did yeah. um who else was a super group though uh Duck Down Records, kind of. That wasn't really a group, but it was a click. The click, yeah. Uh, Camp click. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna do record labels, you had, you know, G Unit. You had like all those dudes. Yeah. It wasn't really. The, see, these dudes had history. They grew up with each other. Yeah, yeah. G Unit was essentially like a company. Now they were put together. Yeah, they were put together. Yeah. And then when they brought Game in, it wasn't really like he was supposed to be there. Um, I thought what was also interesting was that their biggest complaint which is the complaint that was in the Miles Davis biography and also uh, Rick James, is they went to Europe and were treated like kings, and they come back here and it's the same old bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And that's what going back to the 30s as new musicians yeah. leading the way for their music. So shit does not change. Yeah, I love that it's like when they were in like Asia, mm-hmm. you know, like these dudes was from Staten Island. They probably barely got off of Staten Island. Yeah. And now they're going like Japan mm-hmm. and shit and like, mm-hmm. um, it was like when they was out in uh, California and Ray was just like in his bedroom. It was like an MTV Cribs. Like, this is my dope. This is my, this my suite. And it was just like a regular <laughs> ass bedroom. He got like a fucking suitcase on the side. It's just like. <laughs> Very excited. It was like when I was a kid, we used to do road trips. I used to love staying in hotels. Yeah. We used to have like fucking Motel 6 and Red Roof Inn. But that shit was like, oh, there's an ice machine? It was different. <laughs> I remember going to a hotel in Long Island for a family reunion. And I was the first one in, and I was putting my clothes into the drawer, and I pulled the drawer out too far, and all these porn mags <laughs> fell out. And I made the mistake of like saying out loud, "What is this? It's the stuff in my back? Like, bad, like this much porn?" Um, I'll never forget that. They were talking about this officer in the documentary. Um, they said Officer Brown. What was that about? I'm trying to refresh. So, uh, one of their people's got shot by a cop. Yeah. And it was a black cop. And it was like a big thing on Long Island when That's Giuliani, right. uh, Staten right. Island rather, mm-hmm. Giuliani was saying like, it wasn't murder, mm-hmm. technically murder has to be whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it was like the police brutality, and they were like, oh, well, it wasn't racism because a black cop shot him. Yeah, but he was like a racist black cop. Yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah. let's be real, let's put this on record, black people don't all like each other, like, Tiger Woods, not my mans. 
<laughs> also, can we talk about Tiger for a second? Um, before we do, uh, before we talk about Tiger, right. we go ahead, go ahead. So we can recut this. <laughs> the part about ODB, there was one real swag move. I don't know if you saw it when ODB's new manager, when he got to Rockefeller, when he met Jizza, I mean, sorry, Rizza, and Rizza came in, he's like, oh, hi, how are you? What's your name? And he's like, uh, kind of Rizza. Like, how did you not know that? That was a crazy flex. And I don't know if it was intentional or if that guy was so clueless about who he was dealing with. I thought that was really interesting. Also, <laughs> in retrospect, man, I would love to see, I know this will never happen, or maybe it will in like 15 years, I would love to see like a behind-the-scenes Rockefeller documentary because yeah. um, Biggs was essentially divine, mm-hmm. like the, the drug dealer who supplied them the money. Yeah. Dash was kind of, I guess Dash was also kind of divine when yeah. divine went yeah. straight. Yeah. And Jay was the... the Wu-Tang. He was the <laughs> But then how Jay must have felt when they started bringing in other dudes because original people on Rockefeller were Jay's people mm-hmm. and then they were Dame's people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Jay didn't want to bring in Cam. Yeah, but they did a reunion actually, which is cool to see at the um, B sides. I think you brought them out. Really? I think okay. they they mended, so that was cool. But yeah, I agree. But he's a businessman. You got to know you have to like continually yeah. push out product. Well, like yeah, it was like the uh, early '90s, mid '90s hip hop game plan: get one good album, get your label, put your peoples on, put out the uh, put out the the ghetto fashion label. Yeah. Uh, Get the cologne. Uh, remember the one nine hundred Wu Tang numbers? I remember that. Uh, one nine hundred Wu Tang numbers. And I remember the three D bonus DVD on Triumph where you put yeah. it in, and that shit was a bug and it, it never was worked horrible, properly. Dude. Yeah. But it was like the first. But one. it was you like the enhanced, enhanced enhanced CD. CD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, that kid just busted his ass. Spike and have a helmet. Yeah. So as a father. Yeah, I always put a helmet on. Always put the helmet on the kid. Funny story. Also, um, teach your kid what cobblestones are. Also, yeah, don't bring that shit on don't, cobblestones. Don't bring exactly. it again. Um, there was he's, this... he's never going to forget this lesson. No, no, it wasn't the sewer, kid. It was the cobblestones. <laughs> Funny story. Same thing. It was a kid in the scooter who got to an intersection. And this is Brooklyn. This is like typical Brooklyn. Um, hipster family was coming outside. And they um, were getting the kid across the intersection. And the kid is independent, wants to reposition himself on his scooter. It's coming through. And um, the kid's repositioning himself in the middle of the intersection, and the parents are giving him time to do this. And all of a sudden, this lady sticks her head out of the car, and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you lead your kid. Your kid doesn't lead you. Get the fuck out of the street. <laughs> and they were like, you're going to talk to me like that in front of my kid? And he's like, yeah. Just <laughs> went straight past the bridge. And I was like, that's right. That's Brooklyn. So that's the like the ghetto equivalent of like the privileged white lady mm-hmm. who comes up to you and tells you that you're doing that you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't yell at your kid yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. That's that's the black mother version of like it's the voice of reason. Yeah, that's what that is. But I feel like it's the voice of reason, not entitlement thing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like maybe maybe it's exactly yeah. the same thing. But yeah. I'm trying to give my people credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's like when they tell you like you're not raising your kids right. So that's the power. That's the when people talk about like racism and shit, mm-hmm. like. That black lady yelling at the family, she's not gonna call fucking CPS, yeah, right? Yeah. But the white woman yelling at the black family, she'll probably call CPS, yep. and then they'll be fucked up in the system. And that is that's that's racism. It's like 
when you have a power dynamic. Mm. Um, like, yeah, you could call me, like, I can call a white person, like, a bad name, but I can't, like, fuck their shit up forever. True. You wanna hear racist, fucked up stuff? Um, some lady in, like, Ozark, she... In where? Ozark. Ozark, like, Arkansas or Arkansas, 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 Arkansas yeah. or something. Uh, Wherever. We're losing all the southern people. <laughs> it was Alabama or some shit like that. But she, um, she, damn, what was the story? She did the drug testing and the paternity oh, testing yeah. for the custody cases. Yeah, it was the white woman who, like, fucked up everyone's drug test. It was forging the results. Yeah. And then also, the craziest thing is she got that license to be the person who was outsourced. And she was arrested for, like, forgery. I got subpoenaed for forgery and was on three years probation. Yeah. And she, she got out now for $2,000 bail. So, more racism. So, they like they just did a study, like, because they really need to fucking do a study on this. Yeah. That the drug laws back in the day not only messed people up or having a record, it prevented them from going to college. Yeah. 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 Because, like, that was, like, my biggest thing in high school. It was, like, I don't want to get... I never... You, you know, I never, like, smoked or whatever. Mm. But, like, I wasn't trying to get arrested on some shit because then you can't get federal aid from college so it's like yeah all these like fucked up drug laws that yeah black and brown kids got arrested for the same shit that white kids were doing but all of a sudden they can't get college aid they can't go to college can't go to college you can't get a good job wow you just fucked us up for generations by having like a J on you all intentional and like now they're fucking doing studies like yeah that was bad it's like yeah (laughs) it was bad when we were saying it was bad when it was happening but uh such is the world. So, the first time my dad taught me how to drive, we went to Manhattan. I drove over the bridge. I sat in his lap, staring the whole time. He sat in his bridge. lap? I sat in his lap. I was young. How old were you? Nine, ten. What type of country ass shit? Maybe. So then driving for a 10 years old in New York City. Fast forward, I was sitting on his lap, so I wasn't really driving. So you you keep saying that like it makes sense. That's my dad. (laughs) Not my dad. Yeah. Um, The second time, he was like, "Are you want to drive? You want to learn to drive?" I'm like, "Yeah." He tells me to hop in the seat. We drive on like the South Conduit, and he goes to sleep in the passenger seat. I'm on the highway, and he's just like, "We're going this way. We're going to the theater." I think. And he just falls asleep when I'm driving. Light is all in my eye, but I don't want to tell him because I want to seem like I know what I'm doing, even though I've never driven before. How old are you? That was probably like 12, 13, 13, 14. You're lucky this is past the statute of limitations. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's him. And then I didn't end up driving until I was like 20. I'm getting my license. Yeah, listen, you're like the classic New Yorker. You got your shit at like yeah, 25. Yeah, it's it's I got my shit at 17. Yeah, what'd you do? Where'd you go? Where'd you push it? I was able to rent cars at a very high, <laughs> high rental rate. <laughs> the zip cars in college. <laughs> zip cars still around? Yeah. I feel like it would be cool to go back to. Uh, to high school, walk past it. Well, we probably can't go in now. Right. Walk past there will trigger some memories. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So here's the moment of truth. Do you think they will let us in? Absolutely. If we tell them we are alumni. 
they didn't let us in when we were <laughs> students actively. Nah, I, I'm gonna try it. Dude. So I, I tried it once, and it was like a black dude who was a security guard. And he let me like go to the garden. He didn't let me walk around a lot. I know nobody here anymore. I know. This is the first time I'm walking in since I graduated. Where? Yes. I don't know. I, we can like name drop some people. Um, let's see. Black dude is a security guard. Use your magic. Use my magic. <laughs> What's going on, man? So we used to go here. I think I saw you here a few months ago when I did this. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, he hasn't been here since we graduated. I just wanted to show him the new garden and stuff. Is that okay? Um, yeah. We'll just walk. You yeah, keep yeah. Your, keep your eye on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the that was the stairway. The stairway we used to. Uh, Talk shit all day. Basically, what we do now. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I got stories. So, that is the basketball court. That was the basketball court where we first hung out. And they thought that we could play basketball. They thought we were on a basketball team. But now the basketball court is gone. That was weird. Oh, wait. Yeah, so this was the basketball court. And now, remember, this happened right after we graduated. They built this whole class shit. And then that's the old church. Remember, there was only a dance studio. So there's a whole building inside of it now. Really? Yeah. So because it's a historic building, they couldn't touch it, the facade. So they basically built. So there's like a. Like they went in a little bit because they couldn't touch the facade and they like built like three stories in it. Wow. Yeah. So I did donate um, $200. Okay. So. Oh, they also bought another building a couple blocks up that now has like the lower school. Because that just used to be the lower school. Yeah. So now they got like a bigger pre-K a couple blocks away. Yeah. This was still here. Yeah, that was there. This. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That used to be Ruiz's office. Mm -hmm. I like that clock. It's almost here. Yeah. And then, yeah, that stairwell, man. That was, a lot of things happened on that stairwell. Some things happened. Some things happened. I think you met up with my friend over there, too. Yes, I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot we both. Oh wow, uh, Eskimo twins. Eskimo oh god. We should give it. We should say what's up. <laughs> was you were first or was I first? Um, I, I feel like you actually dated. Yeah. Until yeah. I didn't feel like it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the elevator which we could never get on. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you very much. All right. Well, Thanks. All right. So we got to where I was. This is the graduation paper. And you can see my face. You look pissed. Absolute joy. Yeah. What was interesting to go back is that every other black kid, there's always one black dude who has the same look on my face. <laughs> you were that black kid for us. They need to friend that. I mean, there were, there were only like a few of us. I should Photoshop that and say, call their faces and put them in. I actually wish we could have walked through the whole school, but yeah. And that um, cafeteria. Yep. And the library where for the first entire freaking year, when I didn't want to go to that school, every lunch period I would go directly in there and just read some shit. That was mad. <laughs> Comics. <laughs> What was your first impression of me? That's recording. I was like, why is he so eager to like talk to all these people, like make friends, and ask them opinions? 
<laughs> I, you were, you just never spoke. Like, you did not say shit. And then, like, the whack people who we will not name, they would, they was, they would, like, get on you. And I'd be like, yeah, just leave them the fuck alone. But dude. that's the thing. So they would get on me, and I think that because I didn't speak, people thought, oh, you're internalizing this. It was just like, he's like, he's like, water on a duck's back. And, like, I go home after this, and it's. Like, I have real friends. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm just doing this because my mom's making me do this. But like, if it was back in the day, they would have thought you were, like, fucking Columbine or whatever, but. Right, so from originally thinking I was corny to now we're friends. And I just thought you were like, I mean, we became friends like sophomore year. No, I think it was after that shit in base. Yes. Yes. I was just, like, okay, he gets it. Yeah. At that time I went in and I was like, damn, I'm the only one here. Yeah. The only one. I hated that shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a place here called uh, Halcyon. What's it called? Halcyon? No, Halcyon was on Court Street. Up in Cobble Hill. I put you onto Halcyon. Yeah, it was like the, the record store and yeah. coffee shop. Yeah, it was like two black kids like eating croissants and having tea, listening to records. It was all the imports too. It was like all the shit I was into that I could never get. Happy days, I remember coming here late night. So we went to Happy Days more than we did Grand Yeah, we never went to Grand Canyon was so expensive. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Watch out. I'm good. <coughs> Alright, is this good before uh, is this good before a thirteen mile run? So um Talking about ODB. Oh, I told you I was listening to Babyface all oh, weekend. Right. So I think the playlist this week should be entirely Babyface. You forget how many hits this dude has. He wrote for himself. He wrote for. Uh, it's not restaurant over As yet. As yet. Wow. I haven't thought about yeah, those dudes time. in forever. Song he wrote for Tony Braxton. It's basically his female voice. Um, all right. We'll have MOP, Babyface, Santa Gold. Uh, my bad. Uh, was, yeah, I don't know, a very, uh, I'm not listening to Babyface during the half marathon. That that will not help me get to the it miles. Will, will. <laughs> I need the hydration. I can't be crying. Back at school again, yeah. If I make that lottery money or that podcast money, mm-hmm. I am buying a spot in Brooklyn. It would not be in Bushwick. <laughs> like straight up, man. Like I love Bushwick. I love what it did for me. It's not me anymore. And it probably wasn't even me when I was a kid. Um, like I was always different from my neighborhood. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> The thing I enjoy about our dynamic is a uh, few words, but we understand each other. And that was from way back. And that's how I know you were good people eventually. <laughs> because we had that whole simpatico thing going on, dragged out, which we were trying to say vice versa without. Yeah. Once you actually started talking, you know. But also, I understood you when you weren't talking. Mm-hmm. 
lot more can be said with fewer words. Funny to say that two dudes doing a podcast. <laughs> you know what's funny? Every time I tell somebody, oh, you're yeah, doing a thing. Like, really? You? Like, yeah. Shout out to that dude. Let us in. Shout out to that dude. So, I, that I remember that dude last time I came by to school. Because I was like, hey, uh, I know like I don't have like a visitor pass or whatever, but I swear I went to the school. Yeah. And then... I was like talking. I was like, "Oh, do you remember Martha?" He's like, "Oh, Martha!" Like, so he, I saw his no, but like he knew her. Cause he must have overlapped with her. Cause I asked him, "Oh, how long have you been here?" He was like, "Oh, I've been here a long ass time." I was like, "Oh, I graduated here, so I must have just missed you. Do you remember her?" He was like, "Yeah, I do." So he like knew I was real, and that's why when I saw him, I was like, "Black man, like, please remember me, black man." I remember this shit was very different. DC thirty seven was always here. But there was, there was like, there was a jewelry store here at one point before they built this apartment. And the Starbucks was always here, aka New York City's bathroom. Going down here. Or? Oh, go there. All right. At some point, I will come here and I will actually see Lil J and Mrs. J. <laughs> and we need to do something where you don't have it once, get drunk, do like a real trip change. I can always drink after. You're just not here this evening. Um, I'll see what she says because um, she's debating whether or not to go do the overnight thing. We have something early on Sunday anyway. So I'll see. Let me know. Um, All right. Thanks for coming through. Enjoy your trip. I will say good luck. A race. You're not really good. Fuck you. I'm winning in my own heart. Later.